Thank you for joining us for Working Through the Word, a ministry of the Richmond Church of Christ. Let's join our pulpit minister, Mike Johnson, as he brings today's lesson. Good evening. Our theme for the year is to speak about, to talk about, to concentrate on living the abundant life. To do that, we are certainly going to, in sermon time, discuss in depth each of the Beatitudes, where Jesus explains to us what it means to live the abundant life in that way. I have a desire also this year to emphasize the abundant life that for the Jews was to be found in the Ten Commandments. And some great things that are said there that are still of value today. So there's a lot we're going to do this year concerning the abundant life. And I began today, this morning, by emphasizing what the abundant life means. It means that we have a call to duty with which we start our lives. But that's not where it ends. The abundant life is to be found in going above and beyond the call of duty. And the idea is that if I am simply satisfied that I have done what I do, and I pat myself on the back, and I'm happy with me, and I look at me, then that's not doing above and beyond. When I can get to the point of understanding that what I do doesn't profit me to earn my salvation. It doesn't profit God as though He needs me to accomplish His work. But rather, it says that I can do what I do because God's grace allows me to do it. And I can go above and beyond. The attitude says, while I do what I have the duty to do, I'm still an unprofitable servant. But with God... I will always be a servant. And in finding that servant mentality is where we will find the abundant life. Now, I'm sure that every one of us wants to live a good life. We have all, since the day we began planning our futures, we have all said, I want to have a certain kind of life. We might have spent quite a bit of time talking about it. Some may have even taken paper and written out the things that say, oh, this is what I want to accomplish, and this is where I want to go, and, and look at everything I intend to do. Sadly, there are some people, however, who in looking to the future, they say, all I want to do is sit down and do nothing. I want to find out the best way to do nothing and still be able to survive. But very few people aim for the lowest possible thing that they can do. Most of us want to do better and more and greater. So when we talk about the abundant life, the next question would be, if the abundant life is to be found in going above and beyond, then as the PowerPoint suggests, why is it that we aim so low? Let's take a few minutes tonight and think about why it is that we would do that. 
I have a few passages for us to consider. A main passage that we will think about in the second part is the passage read in Luke chapter 6. If you want to go ahead and mark that passage and be ready to go there, I have some other things to think about as we move in that direction. Now, to answer the question, why is it that we aim so low? Why is it that we become okay with saying this instead of this? Well, it's all about the difference between being satisfied and being content. Now, we use those words synonymously, but I would say that when you think about it and the way that I think Scripture uses it, I think we should see a difference in the emphases of those words, especially the word satisfaction as we use it today. Notice these two words with me for a moment. And we think about being satisfied or satisfaction. I would say that that is an outside in pursuit. In other words, emphasizing, thinking about the body. What is it physically that I want? What is it that I crave? What is it that I desire? And out there I'm looking for this and this and this. Satisfaction says I live a life from the outside in. But contentment says, I live life from the inside out. Rather than going out there and finding things that would simply satisfy the body, contentment emphasizes the person. Who am I? What is it that makes me me? How can I be more of what God intends for me to be? And it says on the inside, I want to be a certain kind of person. So when I think of, at least for the purposes of this discussion, I think about satisfaction as a physical pursuit from the outside to take care of the bodily desires. But contentment looks to the inward person to manage, to care for, and be concerned about who I am and what I am in the sight of God. Now, here are some passages that I want us to consider in the first place. Turn, if you will, to 2 Corinthians Chapter 9. And we will begin there understanding the contrast for this purpose of this lesson, the contrast between contentment and satisfaction. Let me suggest to you, number one, contentment emphasizes giving, but satisfaction emphasizes getting. Starting in verse number 6. 
This I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. That word, sufficiency. You see, the Greek word that we're talking about here in contentment literally is a word that means self-sufficient. Now, self-sufficient as we use it, might tend more to satisfaction because it says, I can take care of me. But self-sufficient as it relates to the things of God means I am satisfied with the self that God wants me to be. The self that God wants me to have is sufficient. I'm content. And in this text, Paul says, a contented person emphasizes giving over getting. That's what this passage is about. Now, if I'm a person always seeking satisfaction, giving might not be my highest priority because giving takes things away physically. But satisfaction says, oh, these physical things are exactly what I need. So when I say the difference as to why we aim too low is this thing of a difference between satisfaction and contentment. Contentment says, let's be givers, not getters. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Let's see a second idea about contentment. We start in verse number 7. Paul said, Lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelation, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure concerning this. I pleaded with God three times that it might depart from me. And he said, my grace is sufficient for you. That's that word contentment. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasures or pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Contentment tells me that I can be weak enough to be overcome by God's power and strength. Satisfaction says I need to be strong enough to overcome my own weaknesses. And yet, in, and in this world, that's what we do, right? Might is right. Go get what you can get. Be sure to take care of yourself. You be sure to stand up for yourself. You don't let anybody walk on you. That's satisfaction talking. But contentment says, it's okay for me to let go, to be weak, 
so that God's strength can overpower me. The difference between commitment or contentment and satisfaction is that satisfaction competes telling me to be strong in myself. And contentment says you can only be strong in the Lord. Philippians chapter 4, starting in verse 11, we find a third idea. Paul said, not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased. I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned to be full and to be hungry, to abound, and to suffer need. In this passage, Paul is telling his brethren, Contentment looks past your life situation where satisfaction can't see anything but the current situation. Paul put up with a lot. In doing the Lord's will, he had to put up with a lot. He spent a lot of time in trouble and in problems and having all kinds of disagreements But Paul said, I don't care what situation I'm in. I can handle it. He was saying, I'm being self-sufficient. He never said that he was strong enough on his own to take care of it, though. He knew that he was sufficient to take the place that God wanted him to be. And therefore, he could say, wherever I am and whatever I'm doing, I can handle it through God. There are a lot of people who can't get over their life situations, others who do. I watched a report of a heinous crime from about 10 or 12 years ago where two older teenagers, brother and sister, in a drug rage, in order to get back at a mother who had wronged them, went into the house and attacked the 10- and 3-year-old little girls. The younger was killed. The older was paralyzed by the attack. Today, that young lady is living a full life. Her life changed that day. Granted, she was already living in a bad situation with her family, and she had to overcome that, and now she has to overcome this. And someone might say her life situation is so bad that whatever she does is okay. You can excuse however she turns out because things were so bad in her life. Paul said, Whatever happens in my life, I I can be content because my life situation is not going to define me. I can rise above it. And this young lady has risen above it. You see, to be content 
is to be able to look past those life situations and do what God wants rather than letting the life situation hold us down. A final text for this part is 1 Timothy chapter 6. We begin in verse 6. Now godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and harmful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. For some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Contentment spends time concentrating on the things that money cannot buy. But satisfaction is enamored with all of the things that money can buy. Notice the text says, those who desire to be rich. He doesn't say those who are rich. His point is not to discuss whether a person should have this amount of money, this much stuff, or this much in land and property. He's not talking about that. He's talking about those whose life pursuit is to be. He's talking about those who are seeking satisfaction versus those who are seeking contentment. Now, I believe that the answer to the question, why do we aim so low when the abundant life is a call to go above and beyond? Why do we aim so low? The difference is between satisfaction and contentment. So let's hear the words of Jesus now to tell us about this concept of contentment and aiming too low. Now we're in our passage of Luke chapter 6. As I said this year, uh, once a month I want to discuss each one of the Beatitudes in depth for a day. And while I was putting this together for the year... I was reminded in Luke's account of the things that Matthew recorded, as we know it, the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5 through 7. Luke records a summary of those all in Luke chapter 6. And of course, some of those things are found in other places used at other times. But here is Luke's account of the things that we found in Matthew. Now, in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus opens with a list of Beatitudes. Luke summarizes them in uh, verses 20 through 23. But then Luke goes farther. He went a little different place than Jesus, than Matthew did in recording Jesus' words. Luke recorded some other things read for us as 
the woes? I think this is the answer to the question that I have asked. Why do we aim too low? Well, Jesus, I think, gives us the answer. Look at verse 26. Woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. The first thing that I notice, we aim too low because we are satisfied to be rich rather than content to be blessed. Rich means for us, in a physical sense, stuff. And that stuff represents security. It tells me that I can live my life and be okay. Physically, I have what I need to exist. That's what it means to be rich. But for those who understand the difference between rich and blessed, is to see it from the standpoint of someone who is not rich, who does not have this world's goods and yet they are blessed beyond measure. To be blessed is to understand that God has given us everything that we need for life and godliness. There is a struggle every day as we fight the spiritual versus the physical. I get that. And there is the draw for physical things because we are physical people. And I get that. But people who are blessed, it's not connected to any of that. It's connected to a people, a person. It's connected to who I am, who I want to be. And, and it's about being spiritually gifted by God. I would suggest to you that some people just aim too low because the riches of the world satisfy them. And they just can't be content primarily to be blessed by God. The warning is If we seek after the satisfaction of riches, then we've already received, the verse says, whatever consolation we're going to get. It didn't occur to me until looking at this verse. You know when you have some kind of competition and there's a prize for the winner, what do they call the prize for the loser. They call it the consolation prize, right? It's supposed to console you. You didn't win. You know what Jesus is saying? He's saying for all of those who go after the riches of this world, 
That is your consolation prize. It might console you now, but it certainly won't make up for what you lose in the next life. Look at verse 25. Woe to you who are full, for you shall be hungry. We aim too low when we are satisfied to be filled rather than content. That is, satisfied to be full rather than content to be filled. The Bible speaks about being filled with the Spirit, Ephesians chapter 5. God wants us to be filled with all of the things that He has to offer us, but instead we are so full that we can't be filled. To be filled is a spiritual concept. To be full is a physical concept. And notice what he says. If all you think about is being full, guess what? Tomorrow, you're going to be hungry again. It doesn't last, that's what he's saying. Satisfaction doesn't last. It's here for a bit and then gone and you need it again. Contentment stays with you. It goes everywhere through everything. Are you satisfied to be full or do you want to be filled? The end of verse 25, Woe to you who laugh now, for you shall mourn and weep. We aim too low when we are satisfied to be happy rather than content to be joyful. People who are satisfied or only can be satisfied by being happy cannot find joy. Because happiness takes over. But joy can be found even in times when we're not happy. Joy can be found in times when we suffer. Joy, in fact, is evident more in times of difficulty rather than in times of ease. And notice what Jesus says. You shall mourn and weep. You can't be happy all the time. It's not possible. Impossible to be happy all the time. You might cry tomorrow and be happy and laughing the next minute. But guess what? You can be joyful every hour of every day in every situation of life. And the difference is content or satisfied. Finally, look at verse 26. Woe to you when all men speak well of you. I aim too low when I am satisfied to be complimented by people rather than to be honored by God. Compliments are great. Everybody loves a compliment. We all want to know that people appreciate what we do. And yet, 
just because people compliment you does not mean that God honors you or that Christianity honors you, that Christians honor you. I want to be honored by God. You see, notice what he said. There were people who spoke well of the prophets and the fathers, but what did they do? They also killed them. People can compliment you with one hand and stab you in the back with the other. So if you're looking for satisfaction through being complimented by people, you're going to miss out on the contentment that comes through being honored by God. Simply put tonight, we aim too low because we don't understand the difference between being satisfied and being content. And the question simply is this. Am I concentrating on things outside to put into me? Or am I concentrating on being inside what God wants me to be in order to put that into my life? That's the difference between being satisfied and being content. And people who are content with the Lord will be aiming above and beyond the call of duty. Those who are simply trying to be satisfied just aim too low. I hope this concept, setting the stage for the year, talking about the abundant life has been helpful. If you have any thoughts, any suggestions about the abundant life throughout this year, I would love to hear it some Bible classes that we might have for our adults on this whole concept, please let me know. But for now, thank you for joining us this evening. And again, as always, may God bless our country, may God bless our church, and may God bless each one of us as we aim to be content and not satisfied. We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast brought to you by the Richmond Church of Christ. We are located at 1500 Lancaster Road in Richmond, Kentucky. We meet on Sunday mornings for Bible class at 9 a.m., followed by our morning worship service held at 10 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is held at 6 p.m., and our midweek Bible study is held on Wednesday at 7 p.m. If you are in the area, we would love to have you as our honored guest. Thanks for listening.